Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Beer and Money. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to speak into how talking or thinking about savings from an emotional standpoint is very negative. We think of it as a sacrifice. And we're going to talk about how we can look at it maybe differently to change your point of view of that to help you in your wealth building uh, activities and inside of your life. And when we when we're talking about this, we're, we're looking at the, this from the standpoint of the, the roughly 85% of the American population that is, that are spenders as opposed to the folks that naturally save. Yeah. hundred percent. The, the savers don't need help with this concept. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Just be more efficient and effective with how you're saving. So before we jump into that, let's talk about what we're drinking, Alex. So we are drinking the Blood Orange uh, Smith and Weizen from Crucible Brewing Company in Everett, Washington. It has an alcohol content of 5.1 and an IBU of 14. So it tells you the, the, the bitterness and the hoppiness of, of this is, is not very high. Um, so when we get to taste, right, like I smelled it before I drank it, and you can literally smell the blood orange, which I thought was going to be appealing, right? It's definitely a summer, like warm day type of type of smell, right? Like almost shandy-ish, right? Yeah. Um, you know, their advertisement or their, their description was mimosa tasting. I can see why they would say that. I'd consider it more of a, a shandy-ish type taste. You definitely taste the blood orange. It's a sweeter drink. Um, which tends to be not, not my favorite. I tend not to like sweeter tasting um, beers in, in my profile. Anything you'd add, Alex? I, th- this, is a, this is a great beer for like a warm, sunny day when you've got it chilled, you're out in the backyard with, your, with a buddy or you're floating on the river um, and you're just you're looking for something that is going to cool you down and, and have, uh, have that you know, kind of sweet taste that you were talking about. Um, definitely very citrusy. It's, uh, it, it's an interesting beer. I've not had anything similar to this before. So that's what we're drinking. Uh, those of you who are listening, as long as you're not driving, I, I'd be interested to hear what you all are drinking. So, you know, at the end of the, every show, we always talk about a way to get in touch with us. Please uh, feel free to reach out to us and let us know what, what beers you guys are liking and what you're, what you're all are enjoying. Um, and that way Alex and I can enjoy them as well. Absolutely. So, so, so let's get into the, the topic at hand here, Alex. So, you know, I, I've, I've spoken about this briefly, um, in, in several uh, podcasts, but I, I did the, the 75 hard challenge. And for those of you who don't know what the 75 hard challenge is, it's a challenge where you have to do, um, for 75 straight days, you have to do two 45 minute workouts you have to put yourself on some sort of food restriction or diet, if you will. No alcohol. Um, you have to take a picture of yourself every day and you have to read 10 pages every day, right? Seems very simple. If you really think about, you know, and everyone's got their own probably crutch in, in that list that I just labeled out, tends to be the two 45 minute workouts. Oh, by the way, one of those workouts had to be outside. This isn't an advertisement for that. The reason that I bring that this up is after going through that and doing it and doing it successfully, the reason I started it was I needed to work on my health, right? 
I've been saying about, I, I got to continue a workout. So I have to get better at what I'm doing there. And I absolutely hated where, I mean, to this day, I, I don't like working out. It's not my favorite thing to do. I'd rather be in my backyard drinking a beverage, <laughs> <laughs> right? But the, what has changed, uh, you know, at first I thought of it as a sacrifice, something that I had to do. And I had to sacrifice spending time in my backyard, maybe drinking or going on, you know, uh, a quick trip with my kids somewhere or watching Netflix or what have you, right? I had to sacrifice something so that I had to do that, that exercise. Well, in the exercise, you're literally sacrificing some component of your diet, right? You're restricting your diet from something that you are currently doing. And therefore there is an element of sacrifice to 75 hard period, like regardless of whether you enjoy all of the rest of it or don't enjoy any of the rest of it, there is a component of sacrifice. Fair. What's changed on this is maybe the point that we're trying to get to here is I now don't think of it as a sacrifice. I truly look at it as an investment in my health today and my future health, right? Like what really hit me hard is I want to make sure that I'm here for my kids and my grandkids and hopefully my great grandkids, right? I want to be here a long time. I want to enjoy it. And the healthier I am, the better my life has, has really become. And so now let's tie that into to money and how we look at really just savings in general. How many of us, when we look at saving money or we hear we should save X percent of our gross income, do we instinctively automatically go to these sacrifices that we now have to make to save more money. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how negative the thoughts and the concepts are when we mention the word saving because we're delaying instant gratification. Yep. And, it, and really, that- it, it doesn't have to be that way and it should not be that way. And that negative connotation, that negative aspect, when we look at that, it makes it harder to save, not easier. Just like it was harder for me to go work out every day, whereas now it's easier. I still, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I still hate it. I still don't like it. It's not something that I like get up and like get giddy and excited about. But in that, but I do actually, I understand the positivity that comes from that. And my mind has shifted more positive than the knee jerk reaction of, crap, I got to go on this run or whatever I'm doing for that day. And the same thing is true with our money habits. Crap. I don't, I can't guess, I guess I can't go on that vacation, right? I guess I shouldn't go out to dinner as much. So much of this goes into the psychological self-talk, right? Of, Of how we think about things and the limiting thoughts and the limiting beliefs that we have that are internal when we, when we do word associations, um, I mean, when we talk about like the, like a client's savings account and, and you and I have talked about this on previous podcast episodes, a savings account isn't for saving money. It, it is to save up to spend money. It's really more of a spending account than it is a savings account. And so like all of the weird associations that we have with these various different things, whether it's a, a style of account or the concept of saving, um, I mean, it, it, we're <clears throat> even in our language, we talk about tricking ourselves into saving by doing things like paying ourselves first or all of these other various different concepts 
that help us to get to do the things that we know we should be doing anyway. So slowly but surely, if we can instead trick or really just understand the fact that it's an, an investment in ourselves, so if we can switch it from what do we have to sacrifice to I'm investing in my future self because I'm saving the money, that now makes the activity a little bit easier to do, which is we have to start somewhere. So we have to do it. And if it's easier to do, we're going to do a better job of it. We're retraining our minds to, to think differently, to act differently. And, and these aren't easy things to do. Like inertia, especially when it comes to finances in the way in which we act is a powerful force to try and overcome. Yeah. I mean, you start somewhere and, you know, I'd be lying if, you know, I said, well, if you start telling yourself investment over sacrifice, you know, if you start today, magically it happens. It it doesn't happen day one, right? Again, it's part of the training of the mind and, and training of just your, your consistent activities. But over time, you can start looking at it from that investment point of view, which will then just become who it is, who you are and what it is that you do. Absolutely. And and this may sound a little bit, you know, foo-foo or kind of crazy, but almost think about it as a a conversation with your future self of like, imagine what you would have liked to have shared with yourself 10 years ago. Imagine what 10 years from now you would want you to do in terms of behavior, financially, physically, spiritually, all of these various different aspects and and think about it from a standpoint of like, okay, well, like what would, what would future you ask you to do differently? Starts today, starts with that mindset. So flipping it from a negative connotation to a positive is a great first step. Which takes us to the question of the day, Alex. And the question of the day is, how have you been looking at your savings habits? What is it it that has been motivating you to increase or improve your own savings habits? So head on over to beerandmoney.net. And at the bottom of that page, there's a spot for you to answer that question of the day. uh, As well as give us any, any topics, anything else on your mind. Feel free to reach out to us there. We hope this episode was valuable for you. And as always, Mr. Collins, here's this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their friends are not affiliated with or endorsed by Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Qualified Financial Partners and opinions stated by their own. Guardian and subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax legal or accounting advice. Consult your tax legal or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333 North Indian Hub Boulevard, Claremont, California 91791. Telephone number 909399110. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, member FINRA, SIPIC.
financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a fully owned subsidiary of Guardian. Bonafide Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burko, AR Insurance License, number 1531942, CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License, number 7264699, CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-119738, expiration April 2023.